Tonight is going to be more of a devotional Bible study as opposed to a preached type message. And the goal really will be encouragement. That's what it's intended to do is to be an encouragement. We're going to do a lot of turning in the scriptures tonight. I don't typically do that and typically quote the verses for you. But tonight we're going to do a lot of turning. We'll do quick explanations through each passage that we're at. And then after we read all of them, then we will try to draw two main thoughts from everything that we have read up to that point. We'll take the, the passages in biblical order. It might be, there might be some advantage if we would take them out of order, but it'll be easier to turn to them if we take them and find them, if we turn to them in biblical order, and that's enough that it won't make that much difference. Uh, making it easier to find is probably better than trying to get a different order. So let's start tonight with a quiz. This is going to be a toughie. In your head, I want you to name at least 15 recognizable characters in the Bible, not counting the Lord Jesus. You can use your fingers if you need to, to make sure that you get to 15. People who even the unsaved would recognize as the quote-unquote big names of the Bible. Not the villains, by the way, not Judas and Pilate, but the good guys, all right? If you're struggling, I'll give you some hints. Think of your Old Testament stories from Sunday school. Think of the prophets. Think of the disciples. That ought to get you all the way there. Fifteen is a very low number. How many have your 15? I won't ask the other question if you don't have your 15. I won't embarrass you like that. Okay, now, the reality is if we would take all the lists from all the people here and we would compile a list, probably 75% of the people that are on the, na the names on the list would be on everybody's list. Pretty much everybody probably got Daniel and David and Peter and John and so if we had a little bit longer list, for sure, we would all come up with basically all the same names. They are what we might call the main characters of the Bible. They are the recognizable names. They are the names that when you go to Sunday school, when you go to church almost any given week, one of those names on your list will be mentioned in the service at some point. You can pretty much expect at least one of them. It's, they're just the, the main characters. Tonight, I want to look at an entirely different cast of Bible characters. The title of this evening's me message is The Nameless Host. The Nameless Host. Let's pray. Father, we bless your name and we thank you for the privilege of being here. We thank you we have a copy of your word. And we're thankful that we have the Spirit to guide us through it. We ask that he would teach us and draw us and encourage us this evening. Lord, do the work that you need to do in each heart. For we ask this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's begin in Matthew chapter number 20, 
Well, let's see, yeah, 21, Matthew 21. There would be a lot of scriptures that we could use uh, in this study. But what we will use is just what we'll call a sampling of verses out of the scripture. So Matthew chapter number 21. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethpage, the, the, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her, and loose them, and bring them unto me. If any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. And all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughters of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and brought, put, them on, put on them their clothes, and they sat him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, Others cut down branches from trees and threw them in the way. And the multitude that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This is what's known as the triumphal entry. Two of the disciples were told to go and find this donkey. And they were told how to find that. They aren't named here. But if they were part of the twelve, then we know we can narrow the names down to 12. We would have their names. We know who the disciples are. Probably two or three of those disciples' names were on your list of famous characters. Quite possibly you named one of the disciples that went and found that donkey. But are they the only characters in this story? The disciples. Well, look at verse 8. And very great multitudes spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from trees and strewed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What were their names? Who are these people? Now, if you think about it, these people were probably more active than the disciples. The disciples just went and got the donkey. But these people laid down their clothes. These people went and cut down branches from trees. These people followed him all the way in, crying praises to the Lord. Only we have no mention of their names. File that in your mind. Now Mark chapter number 2. Verse number one, and again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as, a, as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And, they, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they'd broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, 
Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. This is a very interesting story. I almost taught on this tonight. I probably will someday in the future. Such an interesting story to me. Here you have this huge crowd. The, the, the passage ahead of this is really interesting. But you, if you can imagine a house was not really meant for preaching. And I don't know if you've ever been to a place where people are trying to cram their way in. But you can cram a lot of people into a very small house. And so the people start cramming in and cramming in and cramming in. And pretty much now the people start on the outside trying to listen through the doorway, trying to listen through the windows. And there's so many people around the house, you just can't even get anywhere close. People are being healed. And so there's a man who's paralyzed, laying on a bed. Four guys come carrying this guy to, the, to bring him to the Lord. Well, they can't even get anywhere near the Lord. And what happens is, to me, a, a really interesting story. These guys climb up on top of the roof. And they haul this guy up on top of the roof. Then they tear the roof off the house. And they estimate where the Lord would be standing. And they lower this guy right down into the middle of the, into the room. Can you imagine that? Now think if we were <laughs> held in our service here. And the next thing we know, there's a hole in the roof. The last time I saw that was Johnny Weaver was walking through up above it. I saw his leg come down through the roof. <laughs> but if all of a sudden the roof comes, there's a big hole in the roof, and then somebody comes lowering down, that's really something. And the Lord heals this man. We didn't read the entire story, but the Lord heals this paralyzed guy. Now, here are these four guys. They're the ones that got him on the roof. They're the ones that tore off the roof. They're the ones that lowered him down into the center of the room. Their friend was healed. Who do you suppose put the roof back on? Well, the guys that tore it off are probably the guys putting it back on. And what were their names? No names were given. Just four guys. Luke chapter number 24. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And when they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus, and it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was in, he was in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulcher, and told all these things unto the eleven, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and with other women that were, and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. So we have these ladies, according to the previous chapter, they had went to the sepulcher. They'd followed him there to see where he was buried. 
overnight they had gotten some spices, the stuff, the embalming stuff together, and had planned on going the early that next morning. And so they do. Now in this passage, we have these women going. Who's there? Uh, I lost it. Verse. We have at least uh, five ladies there. Three, Mary and Joanna and Mary and other women. So how many women do we have? Three named plus women, which is at least two, right? So we have at least five. So we have three named. In another companion passage, we have another one named. So we have four out of the five. Well, who's the other one? Or two or three or four? Were they not there? Were, not, they, were they not involved in this whole thing? Were they not ones who bore testimony of this fact? What is their names? In verse number 9, we have the disciples. And returned to the sepulcher and told those things to the eleven. We know who that is. We know their names. And to all the rest. Well, who's that? No names are given. Drop down to verse number 13. This is actually one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And behold, two of them went that same day into the village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answered and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? We have the two men on the road to, to Emmaus. What are their names? Cleopas. Well, who's the other guy? He's not named. In verse, in verse number 32, I love this verse. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Was Cleopas the only one who had a burning heart? What about the other guy? He has no name given. Look at John chapter number 4. We were here last Sunday morning. And here is that, verse number 37, Herein is that saying true, One soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap, whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. We know who you are. You know the work that you did. Well, who are these other people? And we have no name. Look at Acts chapter number 15. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren, saying, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. 
When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. Here in the early, early church there is a discrepancy. There, there's a discussion here they need to know. And so Paul and Barnabas are the delegation that are sent. So the church sends out a delegation. Paul and Barnabas, are they the only ones that went? Certain others. Who's that? We don't know. No names are given. If we drop down to verse number 35. Paul also and Barnabas continue in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Boy, they're really going after it, Paul and Barnabas, teaching and preaching in Antioch. They're really having a preaching service. Is it just them? No. Who else is teaching and preaching? Many others. What's their names? We don't know. One last passage here. Well, we'll go to a couple. Acts 17. I think you're starting to get the drift here, I hope. Verse number 34, Howbeit certain men cleaved unto him and believed him, among which was Dio, Dio, Dionysius, sorry, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Here's Paul preaching at Mars Hill. Boy, some people got saved, and these people clung to the truth. Well, who got saved? Dionysius, I, when I listen to this on the Bible, it says the Areopagite. And I always wonder, what is an Areopagite? I have no idea. must be from some place. An Areopagite. And an, a woman named Damaris. Are they the only ones that got saved? No, others got saved. Quite a few. Who was that? We have no names. Hebrews 11. This is a well-known passage of Scripture. It's full of big names. I'll let your eyes scan down through this whole passage. You know, all the names on your list are probably in this passage as you scan down through Hebrews 11. With Noah and Enoch and Abraham and on and on and on it goes down through. And all these are pretty, it's a well-known list of people. They're all pretty positive stories that happened in the Old Testament. And then we get down to verse number 35. All the named people are in the beginning, and then we get to 35. And women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. What about these people? What are their names? Yes, Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. That sounds pretty easy. Joseph, we see the end of the story. Hey, he's at the top of the pile. That's pretty easy. But the guy that got cut in half with a saw, his name's not in here. Seemed to me maybe he had the tougher end of this deal. Who wandered about in sheepskins. 
We don't know who these people are. There's no names given to them. Now, after we've read, we've been reading for about 20 minutes now. Draw some conclusions. What conclusions can you draw from this? Let me ask you this. Do you think that the unmentioned people in the Bible are second-class citizens? Boy, that would be a pretty tough sell, wouldn't it? Well, they just didn't have their name because what they did wasn't that important. That just wouldn't fly. We have all these big names that you could mention, but there's a lot more unmentioned people in the Bible. So let's draw two quick conclusions here. I think we can draw it best if we turn to Revelation. We have two more passages and we're out the door. Revelation chapter number 5. I love this passage. It's one of my other favorite passages of Scripture. Verse number 11. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. What conclusion can we draw? Well, in this passage of Scripture, we have over a hundred million unnamed people and only one named. Why? Because in the end result, only one name matters. Worthy is the Lamb. In the end result, only one name actually matters. In fact, the passage, I couldn't have picked a better passage to be read before I spoke on this tonight than what Cody read. It's the name that is above every name. There is only one name that matters, and that is the name of the Lord Jesus. And so, in this unnamed host, it's a reasonable thing because only one name actually matters. Now, one other conclusion, Matthew chapter number 10. Verse number 42. And whosoever shall give to, a, to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Now this passage makes it really clear to us. It's not just quote-unquote, great deeds that are recognized. It is not just impressive accomplishments that are rewarded. In this passage, we find that a cup of cold water given because you are a disciple of Christ will not be forgotten. So the big names, quote-unquote, in the Bible aren't in there because they did big deeds. 
or their deeds were bigger than other people's deeds. Some of the people are named, some of them are not named. And the conclusion we draw here, it is not important that you are recognized on earth for what you do. It is important that you do as you should do. That's what is important. It is not important that you are recognized for what you do. It's important that you do what you should do. Whether anyone is calling your name and associating you with the work being done is not important. The fact of the matter is, Christ is keeping track. His is the name that matters. And whether we are recognized for by name for what we do or even associated with the work that is being done does not matter. It is our privilege to be part of the nameless host that cries, worthy is the Lamb.